We have a special guest this morning. Yeah. It is Ed Heavey from the Montana Trappers Association. Good morning, Ed. Morning. <clears throat> Thank you. How are uh, things going there? Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Thanks for uh, joining us here this morning. We had some uh, actually bad news as far as if you're a trapper last Wednesday when Malloy came out, Judge Malloy came out with a ruling saying they were going to curtail or halt, halt some of the trapping dates. Uh, can you give us a little background of what uh, you guys are thinking about that with the Trappers Association? Well, yeah, the uh, Animal Rights Activists, they decided to come up and uh, petition for uh, a halt to, to wolf trapping some way, somehow this year. So Malloy decided he was going to go along with their argument more than he would with the uh, Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, the ones that manage these critters. So he thought that the animal rights activist argument was better than uh, FWP, who manages these things. So he decided to cut back on the uh, wolf trapping season this year instead of it starting up last this past Monday, which FWP was going to take and uh, do a little bit of adjusting there anyway, just because of the unseasonably warm uh, winter we've currently had here at the present time due to the fact that the possibility you might catch a grizzly bear. Mind you, since 2013, since we've been uh, managing wolves with uh, trapping season, we have only caught one bear in that amount of time. However, you look at the fact that this past year, we had every three days a minimum of one grizzly bear mauling or, uh, uh, what do I want to say here? Attack, encounter yeah. mm-hmm. This past year. And there was well over 20 of these bears taken, whether it was from uh, hunters or fishermen or getting run over on the highways. But we're going to take and discriminate against uh, the trapper and not uh, shut down hunting season, not going to shut down fishing season, not going to shut down roads. It's the same thing. If we're going to do it for one, we got to do it for all. But, well, and Ed, you you and I did a podcast together, and, and that's where, boy, the, the alarm bells for me started going off, is uh, what this has the potential to do is open a Pandora's box where, um, you know, often groups that, that don't like hunters and fishermen and all that, they don't want any hunting, any fishing, any of that, uh, they they try to find different angles, and uh, when they find an angle that works, then they deploy that uh, against everything. And so, when you and I talked, the the concern really came across that this definitely has the potential to affect now hunting seasons and fishing seasons and all that your experience because the trappers have had a lot of experience dealing with these environmental uh, and animal rights groups do you feel this this is something that they may now take and run with oh i'm sure they will because you know they're only interested in obstruction money and power that's all that they're interested in Okay. And any way that they can uh, obstruct anybody, whether it's uh, miners, loggers, ranchers, whoever, that's what their mo is. Ed, this is the captain again. Uh, I got a question for you. I know mm-hmm. that the trappers are uh, a very important part of how we manage wolves in Montana. Can you give us an idea, percentage-wise, of the wolves that were 
taken last year by the trappers in uh, Montana? Uh, I want to say, I can't remember the full numbers and all that because it's been a while since I looked at them, but I want to say probably 30, 40% somewhere in that general vicinity is uh, how the trappers take them. Um, The hunters, yes, they get some and all that, but the vast majority of them are taken by trappers. People also got to realize that uh, a wolf travels a great distance in even one day, and they're either in the area or they're not. Just because you see one today doesn't mean that he's going to be there later this afternoon. So that that this is downrigger again. That also becomes a concern because the the wolf populations, as they grow and they can grow very fast, then they can get into devastating elk herds and all kinds of stuff. So if if you're talking about removing trapping out of that, then that's a huge part of what keeps these populations down. So what what do you guys see is going to happen to the population of wolves if this continues? Well, just like anything, it's going to increase. And then the more that uh, population of whatever uh, wildlife increases, then you've got the chance for disease and them getting into uh, trouble with uh ranchers and landowners, uh, whatever the case may be. We're only supposed to have right around 400 uh, wolves is all that we're supposed to have under the uh, uh, management plan that they put together several years ago and all that. We were only supposed to have 15 breeding pair. Well, we're probably well over the neighborhood of uh, around 1,200 or so now these days. And they're just pushing out farther and farther. And, of course, you know, they've gotten into uh, Washington. They're causing problems then into Oregon, Idaho, and down into a little bit part of uh, northern uh, Utah as well. All right. We're talking to Ed Hebe, who is uh, with the Montana Trappers Association. Uh, Ed, are you a trapper yourself? I'm assuming you would be. Well, I will be honest with you, I've never gone out and set a trap for a wolf or anything of that nature. I always uh, did it with, uh, went out with my dad on occasion. He's the one that did all that stuff, but uh, I've been involved with the Trappers Association for probably, oh, 30 plus years in one manner or another. Okay, when you got to take care of it. So when you guys are sitting around with your Trappers Association, um, you have a. Uh, not a banquet, but a, a get a get together. Um, have you ever heard of any of the trappers that have ever trapped a grizzly bear? Uh, no, I have not. Not in the years that I have uh, been involved with this uh, association and that and that nature. Well, the the trap that 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 uh, trappers use for wolves that's that is that called a hold trap, right? Yeah, you call it's called what it's called a. A foothold, just like you would use for a, a coyote or a fox or several other species, is what you'd use. But it's a pretty good size uh, trap because it's a pretty good sized animal, and they get a pretty good size foot. But at the same time, you're trying to draw something into an area that's, you know, we'll say, maybe ten inches square and however many thousands of square miles. So mm-hmm. it's not an easy task to do. Yeah, and for the bear, the, I mean. They don't hardly even fit in one of those traps, do they? No, and even if they did get one get one on their foot, they're going to pull out of it for the most part because they're a pretty 
sizable animal, or they just, if they were to step on that thing, they would just set it off and basically it would just push their foot up and above because anybody that's seen uh, tracks of a bear, especially a grizzly out in the wild and all that, they're a very sizable animal. All right, Ed, uh, we're running out of time here, but they can listen to the complete podcast with you and Downrigger right now. It's downloaded. Just have them download the podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. Um, We'll talk to you down the road, Ed. Ed Hebe from the Montana Trappers Association.